My name is Aiden Carney. So known as Turtle Boy. He is a senior editor for Turtle Boy Daily News. I'm a big fan. So we've broken hundreds of stories uh, that the mainstream media won't touch. From blogger in Massachusetts who's getting to the bottom of this better than anybody. Why is it Turtle Boy that is covering such important issues? Where is the rest of the media? You do not say that you are going to take my baby out of revenge and make him a transgender baby. Stop it. Don't you want to ask some questions? I know you do. I do. I, I know you do. People don't like the things that I say and want me to stop saying them. But I won't. I'm never going to stop. These are the kind of stories that must be told. It's go, 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 go time. turtle people out there how's everyone doing out there this morning good good excellent welcome to uh the new bootleg version of the live show if you guys are unfamiliar what i'm going to start doing is i'm going to start pre-recording these ahead of time so that they don't take anything out of context in case i say something that i believe that they might maybe misconstrue intentionally because again we're not dealing with honest actors here we're not dealing with people act acting good faith we're dealing with People kill cops and cover up murders, so they don't have the best intentions. And quite frankly, I have a lot on the line myself, and I need to be here for Christmas. So I got 90 days in jail hanging over my head if I fuck around and say the wrong thing and some judge doesn't like it. And uh, we, we don't need that now, do we? So anyway, guys, uh, so what we're doing today here is we're going to start with uh, some donos. So Because obviously when we're not doing the live show live, I can't read the donos out. So what we're doing from now on is if you want to send a turtle chat, uh, I'll pin it in the chat when we stream this live tomorrow. I'll pin it right to the top of the chat. And you can send your donos in with your comments, and I will read it at the beginning of the next stream. So that's what I'm going to do now. Uh, so, again, you can send it with the uh, turtle chat pinned to the top or cash app, dollar sign, Uncle Turtle Boy. Why don't I start with the cash apps here, shall we? Let's start with the cash apps. All right. So we got uh, 25 bucks from Kerry with the comment, sending love and good vibes from San Francisco. That's one thing that I've learned through all this is that uh, the Karen Reed story has gone not only national, but international. We got Turtle Riders in San Francisco watching this now. So it's, I'm glad it's kind of spread across the country. And I'm going to be honest with you, be candid. Like uh, they, they did a video today, uh, Deanna and, and them, that was just remarkable. It was like nine or 10 minutes of people saying thank you. And, oh man, I mean, not gonna lie. It's like, you know, you're watching that and you're like, gets a little emotional watching that. It gets a little emotional because uh, again, I didn't know a lot of you people. Uh, I still don't know a lot of people going into this, um, but you guys all seem to really care. And I appreciate that very much. Um, and it, it means a lot because the people who are in charge don't care. Um, they're the opposite. They would like to see me in a cage. And it's just so nice to know that all of these people, thousands, if not millions of people have your back. 
And, you know, what's unfortunate is that, you know, the people with the guns and the badges and the gavels, they don't. But I do like, so really, you know, I, like, I feel like Karen Reed, you know, and I'm sure she doesn't feel alone in the courtroom anymore when she's in that courtroom because she has all these people and she knows that like, you know, ultimately the guy with the gavel or the, the woman with the gavel in her case is in charge. Uh, but you know, it's like, it's just crazy. They, they don't like you. So they're just going to make life difficult for you. That's all this is. They don't like Karen Reed. They don't like the jib of her sale and they certainly don't like me. You know, Canton's most wanted. So here we are. But anyway, Jill D sends 25 bucks. She says, stay strong. I'm trying, Jill. I'm doing my best. So you'll, you'll, you'll see me keeping up as best I can here. Uh, Ariel sends 10 bucks. says, keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate that, Ariel, very much. On to the turtle chats here. Uh, let's see what we got in turtle chats. Uh, first one up, we got uh, Hillary sends 25 bucks. And she says, I loved watching the clip of you again when you realized you just called Proctor's cell phone. You were clearly shocked. The look on your face was face was priceless, and you were so surprised that you even whispered. I, yeah, I remember that. I said, "Oh my God, it's Proctor!" Like I literally had no idea. We were just doing Canton Roulette. We were going. That was a. That was not. I mean, the tape shows it all. That I'm not harassing anyone. I'm calling these people and asking them why did Jen McCabe call you that morning? We were literally going down the line asking them questions. And when I got to that number, which I didn't know was Michael Proctor going into it. And yeah, I read it out loud because it's on a public document. So you're, you're allowed to do that. That's not against any laws. I wasn't doing it to intimidate or harass anyone. Um, I was doing it simply because I'm trying to figure out who all these people were that Jen called that morning. I mean, I'm, I'm writing a story about this. I would like to know more about that. So yeah. And I think you saw the genuine shock in my face when I did that. Mark sends 10 bucks and says, what do you think the chances are that the whole prostitution ring in Boston is what the McCabe's have over DA Morrissey? I haven't been following it that much, uh, but I mean, I guess your guess is as good as mine with that. I, I would have no way of knowing for sure, but I think something's good. Somebody has something on Morrissey because his, dedication to this case that he clearly knows is wrong and all these people are immoral like not just him adam lally should not get a pass david traub is evil like just evil when you when you're reading like what that guy does for work he's just pure evil like you're not just a spokesman doing your job like you're actively trying to participate in lynching a woman that you know is completely innocent so there's that uh next Patrice sends $25 and says, Aiden, you are justified in adjusting your investigative journalistic techniques for your safety and your family's well-being. The whole truth will one day be revealed. Free Karen Reed, free Turtle Boy, justice for John O'Keefe. I certainly hope so. I'm gonna be I'll never rest easy until this is over. I'm gonna not gonna lie. I'll always have my head on a swivel now. They've effectively intimidated me in that regard. You know, I wake up every day and I worry about being arrested. I don't, I think, I still think I'll be arrested again for something. I don't think we're just going to keep going to court dates and, and that's it. I think they have something up their sleeves. I don't trust these people at all. I didn't, you know, think how long, how many months they put into this arresting me and bringing me to Stoughton District Court. Um, they'd love to get me in Dedham too. They would love to get me in Dedham. So thank you, Patrice. Kent resident sends 10 bucks and says, Kevin Reddington seems to have been orchestrating these accusations against you for a while. Starting from the moment he vocalized them on social media to the point when Chris Albert advised you to just wait. Yeah, remember he said that? Chris Albert said, oh, you're going to get it. Just wait. It did seem, I mean, it's eerie now when you look back at it, that. But again, these are all things that we can show as evidence in court, um, as evidence that this was all scripted by them. This was all the, the, the victims are actually the bullies in this case. So... Uh, thank you for that donor there. And for the people out there saying, oh, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. It's like, I know what, I know where the line is. And I, I like to do this ahead of time just in case, you know, because Internet's forever, you know, unless it's not on the Internet yet. Unless it's just a file on my computer that I cannot broadcast to the world. So, you know, if I say something where it's like, wait a minute, that could be misconstrued. 
then I have the option to go back and edit that part out. So there's that. Uh, so thank you, Can't Resident. Um, Turtle sends five bucks and says, if you haven't already seen it, check out the photo the Canton police posted on their Facebook page on May 24th. I want a hoodie with that photo on it. Well, I'll take your word. I'm not going to be able to go through it right now, but thank you very much. Next time, send a link. Uh, SLC sends 28 bucks and says, you know the Commonwealth is in trouble when a progressive like me is supporting you. You're right on the money with this one. Keep going. And we get that a lot these days uh, for a lot of progressives out there, a lot of lefties <coughs> who are like, yeah, this is wrong. I don't agree with any of your politics. Young Jerks, perfect example, right? Mike Crawford, uh, perfect example of somebody who, who definitely would never vote for the same people that I've voted for but realizes something's wrong when he's seen them. And we've seen a lot of people cross over, not just politically, even the people that like lounge lizard on Twitter, that person hated me for years, called me turtle fraud. And I think they saw the Karen Reed case and they just said, Oh, well, he's not wrong about this. And so, yeah, there's that. Next we have here. Uh, let's see. Cindy sends 50 bucks and says, because Jill Biden is a doctor <laughs> from the lefty. So I guess that's another lefty because Jill Biden is a doctor. Well, then so am I. Eh, then we're all doctors too. So that's thus the joke. So thank you very much there, Cindy. Uh, we do have a couple others I just want to read that didn't come up in my email. We got one here from Nikki. Let me read it. She sends $51. That's a pretty specific amount. Her comment is... Daddy, how are you feeling? What are you doing to fill your cup during this shit time? How am I feeling? Uh, on edge, I guess. On edge. Uh, not going to lie. I'll be perfectly candid with you about how I'm feeling. Uh, you know, the, some powerful people are coming after me. There's some power. So it's hard to do. Your, when your job is to talk and you know that you're dealing with people who are watching every word you say and monitoring everything you do. And just, they want nothing but bad things for you. They want to separate you from your kids and they would take joy in that. Like these are sick people, man, sick people. And so it's, and, and they have all the guns. So how do I feel about that? Not that good. Not that good. I, w I wish that cloud wasn't hanging over my head, but I'll tell you one thing. All the support I get from you people uh, is fantastic. And my lawyer is so positive and optimistic. Uh, just the way he talks about the future, about like what's going to come after this. I love how he talks about what's going to come after this. Like We don't even entertain, you know, a worst case scenario, even though we probably should. Um, but, you know. I, I enjoy his optimism. I, I like optimism. I don't like when people message me and they're negative. Uh, it's like, I, I have no room for negativity. If if the worst happens, it happens, but dwelling on it isn't going to make it, you know, any better. It's not going to make it go away. So all you can do really do is, is just be positive in the moment. So and I apologize for my voice, by the way. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think I missed one here. Was it, did I get Rosie? Hold on. Which one did I miss? I got Hillary. I got Mark, Patrice, Canton resident, Turtle, SLC, and Cindy. So I don't see Rosie here. I see her in the, the dash cam, it's the, the dashboard. So Rosie sends 10 bucks with the comment. Let's see what Rosie writes. Anyone who thinks that Karen is guilty is either retarded or just a McCabe minion. Like that bowling ball, Michelle O'Toole Gallery. She really is a bowling ball. And you're so right about this. It's just like, I cannot, don't be fooled by this fake little surge that these people have and little momentum that they got, got going on. Like these people are guilty. They did do this to John O'Keefe. They are going to pay the piper for this. The federal government is not wasting their time on this one. They, did, they didn't convene a grand jury for nothing. They know something is going on here. And it's, it's a shame that the, the, you know, the Commonwealth is moving forward anyway. But it is what it is. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I have no, absolutely no idea what the future is going to hold. So anyway, thanks for the donos, guys. So let's talk about Natalie, shall we? Let's pull up the Natalie blog from earlier today. Let's talk about her.
so this wild ride that I went on. So, uh, you know, a lot of people would consider this gossip, but to me, I thought it was good to explain the evolution of the Karen Reed story and how it all began. So on, on April 17th, I sat down, I had seen a couple days earlier an NBC 10, an NBC 10 news clip about something about a Google search, a deleted Google search for how long to die in cold. And it wasn't until April 17th though, that I sat down and I read the entire filing because I had seen Alan Jackson's comment on NBC 10 that the case should be dropped. And I said, well, that's interesting dropped. He's like, you have to drop it. And so, well, okay, let's learn more about that case that caught my interest. And I had honestly forgotten about this case. We've, I've talked about this before. I had forgotten about Karen Reed. I didn't even recognize the name. I remember the headlines in early of February, 22, 22, when she was arrested and charged with manslaughter for accidentally killing him and then leaving him uh, there to die in the snow. I didn't know all the details. I didn't know that two inches of snow had fallen at the time. I didn't know whose house it was. I didn't know who was inside that house. I didn't know anything other than this woman dropped him off and it sounded like a horrible accident gone wrong. I remember feeling bad for John's family, but I also felt bad for this woman because I knew that she had to live with it and I didn't think that she did it on purpose. I went, I remember thinking about writing about it because when cops get killed, um, I almost always write about it, right? Because that's what my audience is. It just, I mean, it's always big news when a cop gets killed, right? <clears throat> Even if it's off duty, like John O'Keefe was. So, you know, my audience is a back the blue audience. Uh, and so, you know, when we talked about Michael Chesna, Ron Tarantino, Sean Gannon, uh, you know, those are always big stories when that happens. People want to know more about that, more details about that, especially they want to know about the perpetrator. And I, I remember looking up Karen Reed's LinkedIn and back then and I looked at it and I'm like, oh, this is a sharp lady. <laughs> this, is a, this is not what I expected. This is not what I, now granted, you can be a, a perfectly well put together individual and still be a killer. That doesn't disqualify you from being a killer. And I didn't, you know, think she didn't do it simply because of that. But the more I looked at her thing, I'm like, she had a lot to lose. You know, uh, I understand people can lose it and snap, but it just seemed unlikely that this was on purpose. And so I'm like, I elected not to write about it because I didn't have a take. I always need a strong take when I do a story. And what was my take going to be that I couldn't hate this woman. Like usually it's fun to hate someone, right? It's fun to have like a villain. And with, with Karen Reed, it was like, well, I can't, I don't hate her. I mean, it, it was an accident. That sucks. She has to live with that. I think that's punishment enough. Right. And so I didn't, couldn't even write it. I, but I didn't know who Brian Albert was because his name was intentionally left out of all media reports. I didn't know who Gemma Cabe was because her name was left out of all media reports. So, <laughs> um, basically uh, the news of the Google search changed it though. Cause that was, that was wild. And you're like, wait a minute, what happened at two twenty seven? And I went down the rabbit hole and I made a post around six o'clock on Facebook that I, I shared in the blog. I think it's right here. There it is. I'm currently working on perhaps the craziest story I've ever written involving a Boston cop, possibly being involved in murdering another cop followed by an elaborate cover up designed to frame the murdered cops girlfriend. Not sure when it will be out, but my jaw is dropping currently on the floor. And I then spent the next eight or nine hours writing about this story until it was all done. And I went through drafts of it and I published it at around 3.30 in the morning. And it's obviously the one of the bigger blogs I've ever published. It's got almost half a million page views. And well, after I made this post, which a lot of people saw, uh, Jen Altman, a turtle rider, contacted me. And said that she had been, so she had thought Karen Reed was innocent from the beginning. And she had been posting about it. And her post caught the attention of a woman named Natalie. Natalie Burschneider. So she messaged her, uh, Jen Altman, and said, I want to thank you for standing up for Karen. She's a, a friend of mine since college. And this whole thing is a nightmare. So she sounds really close 
you know, really close writing that. There's Natalie. <coughs> Excuse me. So Natalie's like, uh, I apologize. Jen says, I'm going to get you in touch with Natalie. Okay, cool. Because I like to have sources. I can read the whole affidavit, but there's some, I, I have some questions that I would like to have answered. So that would be great if I could get somebody that I can just communicate with. So she messages her and says, Jen messages uh, Natalie. So the screenshot is from Natalie's perspective. So that means, you know, Natalie's putting this out here for the world to see. Do you know Turtle Boy is? He has a blog coming about Karen and the case. Do you have any pictures of Jennifer McCabe and her sister? Yes. If you put, if I put you in touch with him, see your messages. Okay. And so then we have this group chat. And I said, Natalie, uh, Jen says, I'm getting in touch with Aiden, who is Turtle Boy. He's doing a blog on Karen. He's the best in investigative journalist anywhere. And she says, hi, Altman. Thank you for putting us in touch. Let me ask Karen for her blessings. Then I respond. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I had just been reading about this. I, I'm sorry. This is horrible. I said, I would love to get the word out about this. I understand there's been some coverage, but this should be the biggest story in the news. And Karen should be immediately exonerated. And uh, Natalie sends this picture of Jen McCabe caressing. Uh, I believe that's Laura Sullivan, who is at my arraignment as well. And then her and I start talking. Natalie says, this is from the very first hearing. When I get home, I'll find photos on their Facebooks. Just wait, guys. Major news coming very soon. So she makes it sound like she is kind of the source here. But as I would later find out, Natalie was nothing but a copy and paste person. I, like, I don't even know who wrote that message, but it was probably like all she was doing was just copying and pasting messages. She was acting as a messenger. I thought she was like this ultra informed person about it. But as it turns out, she really didn't know shit. And she really didn't know Karen. The whole thing was a, a scam. So she sends me all these pictures of them that I didn't have. Okay, uh, Nicole is front left and Jen is front right. They're sisters. And then she sends this. Hey, guys, without me saying too much, it is very unwise to assume that this death was not planned. The defense has more bombshells. So did Natalie write that? I don't know. Teaching John a lesson was the plan at a minimum. Altman, let's lay low for a bit. Until the next bombshell. Okay, sure thing. So, Karen Ree would not speak to me. I tried. I've tried friend requesting her, sent her a message, rejected. That's fine. She doesn't want to associate with, you know, a reporter with this, especially a controversial one. I get it. I'm still going to report on the case. She's being careful, and I don't blame her. So, Natalie became kind of like my source. Now, I could have done... Like I could, there's this other guy, John Silvera, who, who, who was a turtle rider to begin with. I could have used him. I could have contacted Nathan Reed and contacted him that way. There's an, or could have contacted her cousin. There's a million ways you can talk through a third party to someone if you want to, if they're unwilling to speak to you. But Natalie was just always there. <laughs> like Natalie, I, she never slept. So whenever I needed a question answered, Natalie was there to kind of be the intermediary. So I spoke with Natalie on a daily basis and we kind of became buddies. She would call me turtle. She seemed like a resourceful, really caring woman who simply wanted to help her good friend, you know, from college that, and that was another thing that impressed me. The fact that, oh, wow, you guys went to college over 20 years ago together and you're still like tight. You guys know Karen Reed graduated from Bentley in three years. Like Karen Reed's like a genius. Like a, a great student uh, and, and you know, seemed like she's well-liked. That was one thing that impressed me about Karen Reed to begin with is she had these really good people who seemed extremely loyal to her. And, and that doesn't happen if you're a shitty person, at least from my experience. So I assume she was normal, but, you know, boy, was I wrong. I thought her motives were good. So I don't have access to my phones right now. So I can't produce any of our text conversations. And I feel like Natalie is doing that on purpose, right? Because Natalie knows that if I can't get to my phone, then I, and she wants to take out of context screenshots and post them on Twitter, which she's doing through third parties right now, like Jennifer Covendaver. 
then what can I do about it? Nothing. I can't show what really happened because I don't got my phone. We got a motion coming for that next week, by the way. But Natalie would message me all hours of the day about the case, which is fine. And she talked about her personal life as well. You know, she sent me some videos of herself screaming like a lunatic on the highways at drivers in like LA traffic. And in another video, uh, her five-year-old daughter was locked in the bathroom and the fire department was there. She shared that one. And it's like, why aren't you taking care of it? And then she would, I would hear her bad mouthing her husband. Like she would shit on her husband to me all the time. Like, whoa, easy. And she's like, oh, my husband hates that I'm doing this Karen Reed stuff. It's like, I think I kind of understand where he's coming from, but okay. So when I would speak to her on the phone, you know, uh, she would be rude and dismissive towards them. She'd complain about them. I had no interest in her personal life. And I would be like, let's just talk about the Karen Reed case. Uh, but I could see, you know, how I, I didn't mind it. I don't, I, I, you can't smother me. And I, I never found her to be too much because I, I don't, I, I'm always on my phone anyway, but to other people, I could understand how she would be a little bit smothering. So in mid June, I was contacted by a couple documentary producers from Southern California. And Natalie had told me that she had connections in the biz because she worked at a, uh, she was a manager for her mother's very high-end furniture company. And they made like stuff for, you know, celebrities all the time. So she, she made it seem like she has connections and she might for all I know. I don't know. But she thought this story had potential to begin with. She's like, and she kept telling me, you're going to be a star from this turtle. Like you, you, you are the, the, your coverage of the story is the story. And she seemed to mean it. And I'm like, Oh, really? Interesting. She's like, this would be a great documentary. And next thing you know, I got multiple people in my inbox offering, uh, are, are asking to, to do the doc. So I gave her the name of one of the companies. The, and Natalie within like 10 minutes, got in touch with the president of the company. And inserted herself into it. She already had pictures of the dude in like an hour. Clearly, she wanted to be part of the story. She always claimed, I don't want recognition, but she obviously, that was not true. So shortly after, she messaged me to complain about a text uh, in mid-June. This is June 15th. She sends me this text. Now, this is a copy and paste that she's sending me, I guess, from Karen Reed. Again, I didn't want to get involved. But it says... I need to cool off communicating with you constantly. I begged you last night to give me the night to unplug. And then I got literally a dozen more texts about this documentary. And now suddenly the producer is contacting you and you've inserted yourself into it. This is the exact opposite of what I asked you to do to help me out last night. I needed a break because I had an insane day and needed rest and to try to clear my head and calm myself down. You proceeded to blow up my phone until close to midnight. This keeps happening, and I am incredibly bothered by it. Same thing with negative comments that I begged people not to send me. So I guess she did this a lot. Like, you know, I'm the same way. Like, don't send me the negative shit. Don't send me the shit that, like, the trolls say. I don't need that in my life right now. I don't need the negativity. I try to be a positive person. So I don't want to read. And I've just been on a blocking spree on Twitter. It's just like, it's bad for your mental health, dude. Like, don't get, don't jump in the, the gutter with these people. Like, these are some ugly people on the internet. Just pretend they're not there, man. Because none of these people would ever say anything to your face in real life. So you just need to block, man. Block, block, block. And yeah, they'll think, it, they'll, they'll brag about, it. oh, he blocked me. He doesn't believe in free speech. Don't care. Can't see what you're saying anyway. So there's that. Um, You still had to send me stuff. Please give it a rest. Please do not reach out until I contact you again. So I read this message from Karen Reed and I'm like, oh, I get where she's coming from. I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing. She sounds stressed, as I would imagine somebody being falsely accused of murder would be. Uh, somebody that's being actively framed by the state. Yeah, I totally get where she's coming from. And so based on what Karen had sent, I thought this was reasonable. And I thought Natalie would understand. I was under the impression that they were best friends. But that's just because that is what Natalie told me happened. 
boy, was I wrong. So as it turned out, Karen barely knew Natalie. This is what uh, the other friends, because I've spoken to other friends from Bentley, and according to them, Natalie was not in their social circle. Like, none of them remembered her. She was apparently there at the same time, and it, I, I think it's a small university, but they don't really remember her that well. So they, they hadn't seen each other, I guess, since college. They don't regularly talk or anything. So Natalie just saw Karen's story in the news and wanted to be part of it. Uh, I'm assuming that Karen was likely in a position, keep in mind, this is over a year ago before the story got big, where she probably wanted anyone in her corner. Imagine how alone she felt at court with all those assholes there on the other side pretending to give a shit. Disgusting. So for her to be so stern with Natalie about blowing up her phone, I knew that Natalie had likely gone too far because she probably valued having Natalie around. And for her to do that, something was up. So I couldn't imagine being in her shoes. And I, you know, my philosophy was if Karen Reed wants space, <coughs> honor the request. Like, you know, she's got, we're here for her, right? Like that's what we're doing here. So if she wants something, if she wants space, just give her space. She's a human being. Like let her be human. It's unfair to expect Karen. Like I can't stand these people who are like judging, like watching her clips or watching her facial features that she makes her facial expressions and judging her over that. Like, Oh, people have messaged me like Karen Reed should really, like work on her smile. She has resting bitch face. It's like, well, she's being framed for murder, motherfucker. Who gives up? Why are you looking at her face? Why are you caring about what she looks like? What, like, seriously, this is what you're doing right now. You're part of the problem. Who cares what Karen Reed, how she comes across? She's allowed to be human. Karen Reed in real life might be a cunt. I don't know. It doesn't matter. She could have the worst personality ever. It doesn't matter because she didn't kill John O'Keefe and she does not deserve what is happening to her. And I feel like a lot of people like with me, it's like everybody knows that I'm not guilty of this nonsense, that this is all trumped up charges, but some people are happy about it because they just don't like me. They don't like my personality. And that's sick because I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. I want my worst enemies to go down for things that they actually did. Not some bullshit. Like, I wouldn't get any joy in that, watching somebody go to jail for something they didn't do. But some people are just sick. Some people are just sick. And I just, I guess that's why I couldn't imagine being in Karen Reed's position because you are so happy to give any sort of help that you have to be nice to people like Natalie who you kind of want to tell the fuck off. But you have to be nice to them because... Well, if, if they, if they get in the mood, who knows what will happen? And that's so fucked up. Like what Natalie has done to Karen Reed is so messed up. She basically held her hostage emotionally because oh, you need me in your corner. You know, you need somebody out there to help you out and be the person that contact. So you got to put up with my bullshit. You got to put up with my 20 calls a day and 12 texts in a row. After you asked me not to, you got to put up with that. Or else, what are you going to do? Then you'll have no one. And that's a shitty thing to do. You're not in it for the right reasons. It's like, if you really care about her, then just honor her requests. Period. But instead of respecting her, uh, Karen's wish to give her some time off, Natalie complained to me about what a bad friend Karen was. And now Natalie was just texting Karen 12 times in a row to let her know about her five-time Emmy award-winning client. She loves to talk about. She sounded vengeful when she said that she was a son of a bitch. She goes, I sent her like six texts. Okay, six too many. Why is everyone such an asshole? Eh. Here I help everyone. Yeah, you're such a great person. I didn't insert myself. Yes, you did. Like you contacted that documentary guy real quick, didn't you? All I did was ask a client who's a five-time Emmy winner, her opinion. And she said, all is good. So I was just reporting back to Karen. I, I have done nothing but defended her from the beginning. Yeah, but if you're doing it to hold it over her head, then it's not really altruistic. I might talk to Brian and show how everything and all this came about. I can be a son of a bitch too. What is, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
what do you mean son of a what are you talking about i tried calling her she didn't answer and she said it doesn't matter everyone's a jerk and i can be one too i cannot believe a one sends me a text like this when my heart has always been in the place oh yeah you're the victim here natalie let's think about natalie this is such a low blow from her i'm devastated and humiliated i can't talk i'm too upset what are you upset about humiliated nobody even saw this happen how can you be humiliated if nobody witnessed this happening so goes on to say i said i don't know the details of your conversation with her and i'm sorry you're hurt you've done a lot to help her let's stay focused though this isn't about me you or anyone else it's about a horrible injustice I've never been wrongly charged with murder and framed by powerful people, so it's hard for me to relate to whatever emotions she's experiencing. Don't get me all wise and shit here. <laughs> but it sounds like she's really on edge and easily irritated. As a man, I know that nothing you say when women are this upset will make them less upset. Fact, not opinion. That's one thing that men get good at over time is just learning when women are on some shit <laughs> women like you know when a woman cannot be calmed down you know it every guy out there every woman out there knows what i'm talking about too but every guy especially knows that when your woman's on some shit and she's like all fired up and like the worst thing you could do is keep the like so you can we you want to talk about it <laughs> No, but she don't want to talk about it. She just wants to hate you for a little bit. She just wants to hate you and be mad at you. And then like that makes her feel better for now. And just walk away. That's it. You don't have to sit there. You don't have to listen to it. Just give her space, period. Men don't need that as much. Women often need like space. They need to calm the fuck down a little bit. But I figured a woman would know this better than anyone, but apparently not. She said, you called about the documentary. I texted Karen. She said she's uncomfortable about you doing the documentary now. Like, what? Why would she be? Okay. And you should slow down to make sure these people are legit. What? So I texted my client, Corinne Nelson, whoever she is, who's a five-time anywhere. Again, a five-time Emmy winner. <laughs> I asked Corinne. If this was legit, because I want to make sure you and Karen are in good hands. Yeah. What would we ever do without Natalie? That's all I did. I didn't insert myself. I did my job. I promised you both, or at least I took it as a promise that when it was documentary time, I would ask my contacts for advice. <coughs> Since I'm born and raised in LA, the entertainment industry, my clients and friends, I didn't insert myself. I even told the guy that I didn't want my name in this. So at 1137 Eastern, I text Karen with my findings that this guy is the real McCoy. And if there's anyone you want to do a docker any with, it's him. So then she began to say shit like this. She said, I never sent her negative texts. I, I know you didn't. You've been instrumental. I'm like kissing her ass a little bit here. And I know, and I know she appreciates it. I just think you have to remember that she's not in a normal state of mind and hasn't been for 17 months. She goes, I stopped sending her screenshots of Proctor's wife back in March and she blew up at me for that. What? But then in April, she asked for me to put together a report for her attorneys. Did she really? I go, you can't take anything she says personally. I'm not some patsy. I'm a savvy businesswoman who analyzes and is strategic about everything. I also have a feeling, have feelings. Nothing is worse than feeling humiliated. Again, in front of who? Maybe for once I put myself first. Well, yeah, I'm sure this is the first time. Now I will. It's showtime, folks. Like, what does that mean? It's showtime? What are you going to do? What are you threatening us with here? And I'm like, I go, I don't know what that means. Are you upset with me? Not at all. I'm devastated that she wrote such a nasty message. Again, we're still talking about the message. I feel like a complete fool. Okay, some of the language you're using about being a son of a bitch and it's showtime, it just sounds like you're really mad at her and want revenge. Maybe I misread that, uh, but it would be easier just talking on the phone. I don't do revenge, but I'm sure you'll screenshot all this and send it to her. And I'm like, what? 
are you talking about? Like in the messages above, we're talk like you're the intermediary between Karen Reed and I. You make that very clear. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna break that protocol and just start some shit. Like, what are you talking about? What would no? The la- believe me, the last thing I wanted to do, but like, you know what I'm gonna do? Start some shit between the subject of my reporting and the intermediary. I'm just gonna start some shit. Cause that's what I like to do. Just start some shit. I'm trying to work on a major story here. It's the biggest story of my time. I'm going to piss off the fucking subject of it. I'm going to contact her and be like, oh, you see what this girl's saying behind your back? Why would I do that? Why on earth would I do that? So she told me she was going to meet with the doc producer in spite of Karen. Because they work 10 miles away. And I go, I'm not an instigator. I'm, I'm a problem solver. Because if Karen is going to throw me out of her life, then why not meet with the documentary producer and tell him what? Uh, so if Karen's going to throw me out of her life, okay, well, first of all, if she does, then be done with it and just move on with your life. You, it, be like, okay, fine, fuck her. Have fun in jail. Like, it, you, see ya. That's what you could do. But she went a different route, clearly. So then she said, by showtime, that means I'll meet with him. The Sony lot is 10 miles from my factory, but I told him he has to come to me. I won't go to Sony. Oh, she's really fresh special. But I also told him I won't talk to him after I talk to Karen and after the trial is over. See, I'm such a good and careful friend and here she treats me like shit. Okay. I'm not justifying anything she said to you. I'm just pointing out this is a distraction and people say things they shouldn't when they're upset. So can we just move on? Nope. Later in the day. I can't believe she hasn't texted or called to apologize or to discuss him with me. Okay. So clearly she's just sitting by the phone waiting for Karen Reed to message her back. Like, Oh, I'm so sorry, Natalie. I could tell just from the tenor of the message that Karen sent her ain't going to be no apology here. Like if anything, you're the one that's going to apologize. Like, you're the one that wants to be part of this story. I don't think the apology's coming. So, I guess we got... And I don't think Karen Reed gave a shit if she got an apology. I don't think she gave a shit about Natalie at all at this point. So, I just, uh, you know, she also said some shit about, like, Karen. Uh, that st- there's some, Her mother said that there was something wrong with a woman who's 41 over 40 and not, and doesn't have any kids or a husband. I hate that shit. When people say that about women, I hate that shit. Why? Because I I've heard your mayor. I've heard, I've heard Natalie's marriage on the phone. It's dysfunctional. Like congratulations, but you have that. So that's good. So that's something to brag. That's somehow better than being single. What? Or, you know, having a bunch of kids like somehow makes you, desirable like there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with me i have kids somebody wanted to fucking throw a hot a hot fucking batch of baby batter in me i must be doing something right oh congratulations you're fertile good job yeah you really made it in life good job anyway i just don't i hate when people say that shit about women and their four like it i hate this stigma that like if you don't if, if you're a woman and you don't get married or have kids that you've somehow, there's something wrong with you, right? Maybe there's not. Maybe there's something right about her. Maybe she was raiding for the right guy to come along and he just never came and she didn't want to settle. Maybe that happened. Maybe she's a really nice person in other ways. Maybe she's a good, a good daughter. Maybe she's a good auntie. There's a lot of ways you can have a fulfilling life without getting married and having kids. I think that's just this stigma that we need is it only exists with women, by the way. Nobody ever judges men like that. Like, oh, that guy. Like people are like, oh, he just must want to like get a lot of pussy. He he just must never he wants to be a bachelor his whole life. He's having a good time. Nobody ever says that woman. Anyway, back to this. I just had no interest in any sort of involvement in their drama because again, I was just here to write the stories. So since Karen was no longer speak with Natalie, I had to use a different intermediary. I think I went through, I used John Silvera a lot, a couple others. 
Uh, by the by, that time I think Karen Reed had befriended some people in the turbo world. Again, I don't know. I I, find, I I was able to get information about Karen Reed without Natalie around. It wasn't a problem. Didn't really need her. But she just refused to take no for an answer. Natalie's still messaging me over and over again. This is a couple weeks later. Can you please talk to Karen? But there's no need for her to be mad at me. This is ridiculous that she's ignoring me. So she's just sitting there waiting for Karen to text her back. And it's not happening. <laughs> and then she said, I can try, but I'm really not comfortable playing mediator. I don't want to be in the middle. And she says, it's not being mediator. You can just tell her that I'm upset and don't get why she's so bitter. You don't have to be in the middle. Just be like, hey, lighten up. It's like what you're describing is the definition of being in the middle. So I will not be doing that. I certainly am not going to tell like contact like, hey, hey, uh, subject of the story that I'm working on. Lighten up. <laughs> what? Like, what do you, who would ever ask? I don't know you. I don't know Natalie. I've never met Natalie in real life. Like, I'm I'm here to make the, the gravy, you know? I'm here to make the magic happen. I'm not here to, I'm not your therapist. That's not what we're doing here. I go, that sounds like being in the middle. Definitely not doing that. Or just ask her if she's done with me. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to pass a note. Are you done with Natalie? Y or N. I don't even know where she stands with me. I go, why don't you just ask her? What did she say in response to the message that you sent last week? I sent a message yesterday or the day before saying hi. Okay, but did you address the message that she sent you and her concerns in it? No. Oh, see, see, that's what an adult would do. An adult would say, so I thought it over and I'm sorry if you felt smothered, even if you don't feel that way. Just be like, sorry if you felt smothered. Didn't mean to, like, that's what I would say. But I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable. I know you're stressed. I didn't, I, the last thing I want to do is add to your stress. But, uh, you know, give me a call sometime whenever you're free, you know? And if you don't call, I'll take a hint. Like, that's what I would say. But Natalie is not capable of that. <coughs> I said, you two are never going to get along if you don't hear each other out. No, because she won't reply. She should have called me, considering everything that I've done. See, holding her hostage like that, every you owe me. She's telling you owe me, Karen Reed. I, I, look what I've done for you. You owe me, Karen. All right. I'm just asking you to inquire on one thing. I said, you're coming at this like her concerns aren't valid and it's incumbent upon her to call you she's being framed for murder friendship is a two-way street i've done nothing but help mm, have you i've been so helpful and generous oh yeah so so generous that's what pe generous people do they talk about how generous they are and she keeps asking me to inquire i go i know you have but do you think that means that she shouldn't express her concerns man i was fucking wise here huh or that her concerns aren't valid. Like, yeah, you you were, you did a lot. But that doesn't mean she, you can't hold that over her head. And be like, you can't have valid concerns about me. Because you owe me. So you're not allowed to have human emotions. I gotcha. That's fucked up. They are valid, but she should know me well enough to pick up the phone. I tried calling her a few days after and she didn't answer. Can't you just inquire? Oh my God, Natalie. Give her space. She goes, I don't see anything wrong with the casual, hey, what's going on? Uh, again, how many times do I have to say no? I don't really know you, Natalie. You shouldn't be this comfortable persisting with me. Like, that's a bigger problem here, persisting with me. I'm not asking you anymore. I know that she hates me. I know now that she hates me, which I think you knew all this time. There's no drama. I was simply asking you to be a friend to me and level with her. But I understand there's no leveling with anyone who hates me. I go, this is drama. I've told you I'm not doing it and you're not respecting me. 
you're not understanding my point, and that's okay. All I wanted you to know is that I now know where I stand with her. She hates me. That's all. Okay. Don't give a shit. Not my problem. But, you know, all she had done was just pass along messages. Again, Natalie was not nearly as essential as she thought she was. And, you know, I don't know her. You should not be this comfortable pressing me on this. That's kind of a red flag that you're a nut job. So after she began, after that, she began to send screenshots of people acknowledging her efforts, as she called it. So she goes, she sends me the screenshot. She goes, wow, the first time anyone in the entire state of Massachusetts has ever had the etiquette to properly thank me. Oh, she's so important. I need to properly thank her and acknowledge her efforts. Again, for a woman who claims that she wasn't in this for the thank yous and the praise, she sure did ask for it a lot. She sure did talk about it a lot. I go, actually, I've thanked you many times. Okay. And then she tells her, I won't tell the producer what I know. I'll gear it more towards what you do in terms of an agent. Show him my factory and let him know things went sour with Karen. Why would you share that with the documentary producer who you don't know either? And he'd be like, so I broke up with Karen. Like, okay, well, that's awkward. So what do I say to that? Since the middle of last year, I've been supportive and gladly helped her. Not only that, I thought we were friends and had a genuine bond. When you were contacted by that guy, Karen expressed that she was worried. So I asked you to send me a screenshot of the signature of the person who wrote to you so I could run it by my client who won four Emmys. I thought it was five. I think it's six, but let's underestimate. See if it was legit or a scam. It ended up they are legit and my client is close with them. So to ease her to let, okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm humiliated. I have anguish. I asked you to inquire. You said, no, I didn't think it was a big deal. Cause I'm harmless. Oh, no, you're not. And I was a true friend. I pushed so hard for you to get a seat in the courtroom. You pushed hard for me to get a seat in the courtroom. The Reed family saved me a seat. <laughs> like you didn't do shit. I was getting in that courtroom regardless. I'll be in the second row. You know where my seat is. But I level with her and told her we owe it to you. Although I knew my pushing was annoying her. So to shut me up, she told me to make you coordinate with, I don't even know who that is. When it was time to meet, uh, I think it might be John Silvera. When meet after court at the restaurant, you were shy and it felt inappropriate. So she kept trying to like get us to meet up. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Not going to happen. So this evening I hear she hates me. Okay. Okay. Then she goes, I spoke to Joseph today who, who spoke to Karen. I get now why you didn't want to get in the middle. She apparently hates me. Now I know which all I wanted to know is where I stand. Again, I don't know anything about this. I'm hated. Everyone is very welcome. You knew this whole time that she hates me and I'm not the cunt, a word you should drop when I'm saying I'm one because I'm far from a cunt. I'm like, what are you talking about? I go, I don't want to get in the middle because I'm a 41 year old grown ass man trying to raise two kids and run a business. I work extremely hard and I'm busy. You asked me several times to contact her and I said, no, but you kept asking. That's not respect. The last thing I want to do is get involved in any sort of your drama. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. May I reply? Sure. I'm not asking you anymore. Okay. And this just goes on and on and on. So then she starts messaging other people gossiping about, I wish Karen would see the good I'm trying to do. She's mad at me because I did a background check on the producer who contacted Turtle. Oh my God. She, she's telling everybody and their mother the story. Karen contacted me, texted me that 12 people have messaged her about me. That's an exaggeration because I know only because I only told like five people about how she shunned me away without. Oh, so she's basically going around telling anyone who will listen. Karen reads a cunt. It's like, how does this help? How is this helpful? What are you doing? Why are you burning this? to the, What are you doing? So I realize this one is dangerous. This is August now. I'm deleting all my posts and likes. That's normal. <laughs> I'm liking everything. This uncalled for rejection is not healthy for me. 
I don't know who she sent this to, but she's messaging everyone. And that's so wonderful of him. But Karen is such a fragile state that we really need to step it up big time. What? Like, let's get the red carpet. So she's still pretending like she's this huge advocate for Karen Reed, just behind the scenes, you know? She doesn't want any whatever. And this is a group chat she's in where she's sharing all this stuff. She says, like, he can't find, this is about me. So apparently she was talking shit about me in this group chat, which again, I don't give a shit about. Like, he can't find any dirt on me because there is none. Mm. But I can see him trying to humiliate me by poking fun of my weight. When you have to preemptive, like, guess how I'm going to make fun of you, and then I don't take that angle, you can, yeah, it looks silly. I don't need to make fun of Natalie's weight at all. I don't need to make fun of her at all. I just point out what she did. That's all I'm doing here is pointing out what she did. No one from our university was standing up for her. I was the only one, just her. Like an animal, all of 2022. I was going on all the Boston News, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitters, commenting on her behalf, emailing them, correcting them to stop referring to as the ex, telling them what they wanted to publish a story to not only put John O'Keefe on their back end, but also to use hashtag Karen Reed. The sad thing is that after all of this, I sincerely, sincerely do wish him well. I think this is me because he's a dad with two young kids. When he posted that photo of his kids on the beach and I saw their sweet little faces, all they could think about was, I hope their dad is successful so they could have an even better life. My husband says that only crazy people say they are nice, but I really am. A, your husband's not wrong, but I really am a nice person. And this is about Karen, I think. I'm sure she's scared and she's mad that she's getting put through hell. I get it. But you still have to be nice to people. Yeah, Karen Reed. You're being framed for murder. But you have to be nice to Natalie. That should be your concern right now. I was the only one sticking up for her. <clears throat> there was zero strain in their relationship other than sometimes John would get really drunk. And Karen loved those kids like her own. She made those kids multi-millionaires. She set up a trust. This is how I learned about the trust fund. It was through Natalie. And this is, she met, so this is Laura from London. She messaged one day out of nowhere. <laughs> she just goes, one day soon, you will learn who I am. Oh, yes, she will. <laughs> well, I love Laura's response. Okay. She's always so calm and level-headed. It's kind of funny. Her responses are great. I went to university with Karen. Who says that? I went to university? What country are you in? I went to university with Karen. If it weren't for me, Turtle would have all the information he had. He wouldn't have all the information he had for his first 29 blogs. Again, I didn't need you for shit. You helped fill in some blanks. That's about it. <laughs> for a woman who didn't want credit, she sure seems to... She's messaging random people in London and like being like, I should get credit, but I don't want credit, but I should get it. Okay. And so if it weren't for me, he wouldn't, Laura says, if it weren't for me, he wouldn't have many other things too. That's true. She does do a lot for me. She goes, we know he doesn't give you credit. Well, Okay. I'm giving credit now. Laura does a fantastic job. So fuck off, Natalie. There's an entire group upset at how he used us. And there's a group and takes credit for our work. What? I'm not seeking it. I like being in the background. Me too. <laughs> oh my God. Except when I randomly message strangers and vent to them. But I don't like being shit on by him. How are you shit on? It's a long story. It will all come out soon in the documentary. Documentary? May I, may I call you from the car in 50 minutes? No. Okay. Block. And then she messages about Laura. She messages the group chat. That girl, Laura, who runs his Facebook, she's an angry little woman. <laughs> Very curt with people. Zero warmth. <laughs> she has the personality of an empty beer bottle. You're not missing out. She asked me where I was from. Then I told her to be polite. I asked her where she's from. She told me London. I told her how I was just there in October and how much I love the city. She asked me what I loved about it when I listed all blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. So that never happened. 
And then she says that what really disappoints me about Turtle, she, she called me Turtle, call yourself a turtle, is he said I was his biggest single donor ever. I never said that. That's just factually untrue. I never Googled him. So I had zero clue about his past. What past? So when I talked to Sony about getting him an agent, the producer was like, I don't know if an agent that I don't know of, of an agent that would ever take him. Sure thing, Natalie. And now Natalie did donate to Karen Reed defense fund several times and acted like she was like Karen's best friend. Again, this is when she's like writing about how Karen hates her. I love you, Karen. Like, and then she's for a woman who doesn't want credit. She writes on Facebook. I contributed $300 in one shot to turtle boy. He even read my donation and said, wow, Natalie, thank you. I donated over a thousand dollars to Karen's defense fund. I also shared the defense fund to well over 100 friends and clients. Okay. Sure thing. Then to uh, Laura, she says, but my involvement, dedication and contributions are low key shots fired. If you had only, if you only had my cell phone to see all that I've done to help, then perhaps you would know that other fellow would be a little less feisty. Let's just focus on freeing him. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <clears throat> so then all of a sudden I've noticed recently that Jennifer Kofendafer and stuff have out of context screenshots of my messages with Natalie. And they're designed to make it look like I didn't believe anything I said. Like one of them, I'm like questioning the Google search. And another one, I'm questioning where the evidence is that Colin's in the house. But what Natalie didn't show me, what didn't show the world, is where afterwards Natalie provides the evidence of this shit. She answers my question. So it, all those messages show is that I was not blindly taking the word of of Natalie and who was acting as a spokesperson for the defense. I was asking for evidence. I don't blindly take anyone's word. And they backed up everything they had to say. After I was arrested, however, Natalie's telling people that they called me at 5.30 a.m. So who's they? So she was alerted at the of the arrest at 8.30 at my time, right when I was arrested. And Sean says, all his devices are seized, not going to be pretty. They added a conspiracy charge. What's up with Sean? He sounds like excited about this. Wonder if the rockers are shaking. Mm. The fuck, Sean? She goes, they gave me immunity, but I can't say anything more. Immunity from what? The harassment can now finally stop. Hopefully, Paul can start to mourn Paul O'Keefe who she was saying nothing but bad things about. She's guilty, by the way. The Roccos are next. She really hates the Roccos because the Roccos got all the attention that she wanted because the Roccos were actually really useful. But she's not. So I think she was jealous of them. But they gave me immunity. Immunity from... You're not... You haven't committed a crime, Natalie. So... What do you need immunity from? Of course, there was no immunity. She, if she, she could hand over all of her text messages between her and I to the police and there would be nothing there except me doing my job and then kind of like knowing the background a little more. Like, that's about it. So <laughs> then there's this crazy twist. So this is her, her mother, Gina Bernschneider, who I guess it does look like her. And this is Rolf. And it's just weird because according to an LA Times engagement announcement, uh, a woman by the name of Natalie Wieg Wieziger from Champaign, Illinois, married Mark Wawicki in Los Angeles in 2005. And this guy's name is Mark Wawicki. And uh, as it turns out, you know, I can't say with 100% authenticity that Natalie 
Wieseger is Natalie Bergschneider, but it's quite the coincidence. And by the way, I have since found out, I want to clarify, they're not the same person. There is a Natalie Wieseger. Like, this is fucked up. Who lived in the same town in California and married him. And they got divorced in 2009. And she was heavy too. So this guy marries one German broad named Natalie. Divorces her in 2009 and finds another plus size Natalie, a German, and marries her. Like, that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, Natalie did end up making becoming part of the story. It's just not for the reasons that I'm sure she hoped it was. So that's the story of Natalie. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, so again, uh, I don't know when I'm going to do my next stream, but if you would like to have your donos read, the link is at the top and I'm just going to start off every stream now by reading those donos. So any questions that you guys want to ask me because I can't answer them live on here, uh, you can just ask me another way if you want. Uh, you can ask me with the donos and I'll start off by reading them out loud. Any comments you want to share? And uh, that's how we'll do it for now. It's a little bit safer. <coughs> I figured this was a good topic to get into because it doesn't involve, you know, it's Natalie doesn't have an order on me. And then I don't, it's going to be hard for her to say, I mean, is she a witness now too? Is she going to get one? Everyone else is getting one these days. So anyway, guys, uh, we will see you guys for, for whenever the next stream is. And, and thank you again for your support. I really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we'll talk soon. Peace, Turtle Riders.